So, as we mentioned today, and that, that's a beautiful passage, the only miracle that, other than the resurrection that appears in all four Gospels, is what we just read in the Gospel today of the multiplication of the loaves, which is in preparation for receiving the Eucharist, which is what St. Nicholas, the real St. Nicholas, risked his life for. Um, who was this real Santa Claus, and how did he come to be known as we culturally know him today as a jolly white beard and red coat? Well, first of all, Bishop uh, St. Nicholas was a bishop. He was the Bishop of uh, Myra in the fourth century, and he was at the Council of Nicaea in condemning Arianism, Arianism. and he actually slapped Arius in the face. He actually literally slapped him in the face for the heresy that this was causing, his confusion. Um, and, and he was a defender of the faith. Now, he also was a defendant of morals. Now, for instance, um, the, the tradition goes that he had an inheritance, a large inheritance, but was more worried about charity. And so you may have heard the story, but I think it's, it's very interesting. And that was that a man had lost all his money and he had three daughters who could not find husbands because of their poverty. And so this wretched, this wretched father in despair was about to commit them into a life of impure service to be able to make money. And Nicholas heard this and took a bag of gold at night went to the house where this man was going to do this to his three daughters and tossed the coins into the window. The tradition is that the gold landed in the family's shoes and as they were drying near the fireplace. And so the shoes that were there. And so that's why children in Europe began the tradition of leaving their shoes by the door and then hanging stockings by the fireplace as they were drying, but hopes of receiving a gift on the eve of not Christmas, but December the 6th. December the 6th is St. Nicholas Day in Europe. This is traditionally the day in Europe where they give gifts, not actually Christmas or Christmas Eve. Now, it has become that but it was first associated with today. And so St. Nicholas, now how did he become associated with Christmas? Uh, is because of the tradition that he gave secret gifts to children. And so then tradition gifts came at Christmas because of the gifts to the baby Jesus. Now, it's also said that St. Nick uh, wore red robes and had a long white beard. And so this is now starting to see where this kind of came together. And this was culturally converted into the large man with a red robe coat, black boots, and a white beard. Now, because it was up in the Nordic regions that this tradition took place, there then began the tradition of the reindeer, the reindeer-drawn sled full of toys. And, and that is because um, in German, the name was San Nicolas, which was, became as Santa Claus. And in the Dutch, the Dutch Protestant settlers, 
um, when they came to the New World in New York, New Amsterdam. Um, they kept that custom. Now, what's interesting is this tradition uh, was at St. Nicholas, they kind of made him into this Nordic, like I said, this Nordic magician. Now, we have to be careful because stage magicians, are. No, there's nothing wrong with that, but if you get into magic, you got to stay away from that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, St. Nicholas in the kind of the Dutch area, what's known as Sinterklaas or Sinterklaas, which became Santa Claus. And that was interesting because this wasn't even where he was most popular. Take a guess at what nation he was most popular. Russia. Russia. And you know, we celebrated just a few days ago, St. Andrew. Guess who St. Andrew is the patron saint of? Russia and Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine. Let's pray to him for intercession. Well, anyway, um, he was well known in Russia. Um, he was a national patron of Russia, St. Nicholas. Uh, died on this day, December the 6th, in 346. Now, <clears throat> he's the patron of children and sailors even. And they said that um, his intercession was always sought by shipwrecked people, those who had difficult circumstances or those affected by fires. This is kind of, he was a kind of a catch-all. But anyway, I, I think what's interesting is um, throughout most of church history, Christians did not exchange gifts on December 25th. Now that tradition that comes from Jesus actually being uh, the receiver of gifts, instead the tradition was they would celebrate mass on December 25th and call it the dedication of the mass, or excuse me, the mass dedicated to Christ's birth. That's how we get the word Christmas, Christ mass. And it's not just any mass of Christ. Every mass we celebrate as a mass of Christ. But specifically, December 25th was celebrating the mass dedicated to Christ's birth. Christ's mass, Christmas. That's where we get the term. Now, gifts, though, were not given on that day. They were given today on December the 6th. And this was the feast day of St. Nicholas, known to have given gifts. Now, the problem was the Protestant reformers, when they came to the New World, totally rejected Christmas. People never think of this. They think of the Puritans and the, and the first Protestant reformers coming in. Oh, Christmas was their major focus. They rejected it. They totally rejected Christmas. Why? Because they, they rejected any veneration of the saints. And this was St. Nicholas. They also abolished the use of the liturgical calendar. And so there was no such a thing as celebrating a particular day. And so if you know that in colonial America, Christmas was not celebrated, it's very strange to think about. Christmas was saved in the early 19th century, the early 1900s um, in, in, in America by the Dutch, by the Dutch. Every December, the Dutch would celebrate the arrival of Sinterklaas. Um, and this was made famous, you probably all remember this, 
by Washington Irving. And this is really what started Santa Claus because Washington Irving in 1809 uh, explained this English equivalent of Santa Claus. And we associate the Santa Claus with a variety of things. And then later in 1823 was the poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, which was called The Night Before Christmas. The Night Before Christmas. That's the one we all grew up hearing about. And you could see how the tradition came. But you know how the image of Santa Claus came? Now, this is, this is the sad part because we're such a materialistic society. The image that you have of Santa Claus, the white beard, the big belly, and the red coat, came from him holding a bottle of Coca-Cola. That's actually the time that that image was formulated by Coca-Cola advertisements well over 100 years ago. Why? This was the image of this red and white robed jolly bearded man with the goal of getting people, especially children, to drink Coca-Cola during the winter months when it was very unpopular because it was cold and they wanted to sell more. Coca-Cola wanted to sell more Coke in the winter months because it was cold and people weren't drinking it. It was the single greatest marketing campaign ever. And that's how we get the picture of Santa Claus today. That, the sad thing is that's not the meaning of Christmas. The meaning of Christmas is, yes, in part, Saint Nick, the real Saint Nick, but the birth of Christ and what that meant. And so we have to understand that Christmas can be celebrated, but for the right reasons not for just buying things, not just for marketing, not just for materialism, but we want to help those people to understand the true meaning. Now, some people don't celebrate Christmas at all. And, um, and because, like I said, non-Catholics think it's idol worship. Um, you know, St. Nicholas, they think, oh, um, this is worshiping a saint. No, it's not. Um, saints like St. Nicholas, unlike Santa, Santa Claus actually existed. This is very important. And so show them, and a lot of people will say, well, you know, these are just graven images. No, the Bible, Exodus 20, verse 4, does not say that we can't have graven images. My goodness, uh, God commanded graven images on the Ark of the Covenant. He commanded Moses to carve the bronze serpent in the desert for people to look upon and be healed. The problem with graven images is worshiping them like the golden calf. And so graven images are not sinful. They help us to remember the saints who imitate them unless we worship them. Nobody worships, at least that I know of, a statue of Santa Claus. Um, we don't worship a statue of Mary either. Um, but anyway, Protestants object to the statues usually don't object to the manger with the little baby Jesus or, you know, the wise men in the uh, crush scene. Um, and so we got to show them that, that, you know, rituals and statues are not evil. They're biblical. Um, this is the thing, okay? And you know what? Most of them do rituals themselves. Well, I'm not into rituals. Well, 
for non-Catholic Christians, Christian services that you go, you get dressed up, you attend them, you have the tradition of lighting trees, you have the tradition of gift giving, you have the tradition of singing Christmas carols. These are all rituals. These are all rituals. In fact, the true ritual is one dedicated to God. That's what this is. Truly dedicated to God. And so tradition is not opposed always to scripture. It's not. Sola scriptura is not, as we know in the Bible. Now, if a tradition does contradict the word of God, then it is wrong, surely. But not sacred and pious tradition that is in line with the gospel. Um, that is, even if it's not found in the Bible, is certainly in line with the Bible. And St. Nicholas is a perfect example. Why? Because he gave his life for God. He lived a life of charity. He gave to the poor. He focused on the Eucharist and de dedicated his whole being to educating and teaching about Christ. That's in line with the gospel. And therefore, when we honor somebody, not worship, we're just saying they're a good example for us to follow. I hope someday I can be like St. Nick because he was a true man of honor and charity. What is bad about that? Nothing. I don't worship St. Nick. We use him as an example. And the same people who criticize us for having saints as examples will worship the football players every Sunday. The true day of worship of Sunday is Jesus Christ. And so let us remember the reason for the season. God bless you and happy St. Nick's Day. But most of all, Christ Mass, what we're about to celebrate. This is the true meaning. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.